We are back in action with creative moonlighting. Bring back it. in action. You're, are you yawning? Since Denise is over here yawning, I I'm going to let, let her introduce where we are, what we're doing, and what we're talking about here today. We are en route to Billings, Montana. We just left Custer State Park this morning. We had a great time in South Dakota. We saw tons of buffalo in the wild, which was breathtaking. And then we got to see uh, two pretty amazing monuments. We got to see Mount Rushmore, which I've wanted to see my entire life. So bucket list check off. And we got to see Crazy Horse Memorial. So now we are on our way. We're going to do a couple nights in Billings to rest our bodies and then we're going to head up uh, to Whitefish, Montana. So all of this talk about travel, if you aren't aware, we are on day six of a 21-day road trip adventure. We had been quarantining at home together, and we decided what better opportunity to take a road trip than now. So um, that leads us to the topic of today's podcast, which is uh, creating from the road. Creating from the road or creating on the go, as they could say. Um, yeah. What did you specifically want to get? I, I, I know I know in, in general what you wanted to, but maybe for the audience, you can just kind of um, explicitly say what really kind of drove you to want to do a podcast about this topic. So when we were planning this 21 day adventure, and this is kind of the same conversation we have every time we're about to take a trip that's longer than a week. The conversation between you and me always goes, that's a long time to be gone, Denise. How am I going to be able to get, and normally it's whatever, you know, creative project you're working on. I need to get this done. And if we're away from home, that makes it difficult. So we kind of made a commitment, especially once I started to have to travel a ton for work that, you had to make yourself mobile. Your creative self needed to be mobile. And so the things I wanted to want you to share today are like on a trip like this, we're doing a podcast right now, right? Like what did you, what kind of research did you do? How did you set us up so that you knew you still wanted us to do podcasts while we were gone? You knew you wanted to film and uh, do some vlogging like and be able to edit right so that it's not just a hunk of footage uh hours upon hours that i have to sort through whenever i get back whenever it's not even fresh on my mind anymore right um, and then what are the daily habits that you've been doing so that like what you just said so that you're not stuck with 21 days worth of film footage at the end of the trip like what are you doing on a daily basis to kind of keep up with it so that you are ready to do your editing or you're ready to create your your vlogs when we get home. Yeah, well, I mean, so I guess we're really looking at this from the perspective of filmmakers um, and or podcasters the, or podcasters. For those of you creatives out there who are who create content, let's put it that way. Um, you know, I'm sure that many of you have either dug into this whole how to create on the go thing and you've experimented with it yourself. It's been an ongoing experiment since Denise started her job with the Dana center for me, because, um, she started to have to travel 
me being a teacher, I'm off in the summers, which is my chance to really do some some bigger creative projects. But yet she wanted me to travel with her. I wanted to travel with her. And so, you know, I only have so much time. Um, so I had to try to merge the travel and creative pieces together. And, and what we've done, and this is really through large part of Denise's urging, uh, I was historically the guy who would overpack equipment. I, I, I'm, I'm no, I normally don't, I'm normally very minimalist about the way I pack things uh, if we're talking about clothes and so on. But when it came to equipment, I was not aware enough or experienced enough to know that that I could get away with taking just certain things for certain situations. And I feel like that's where the whole thing starts. Well, and a lot of it too was when we were traveling, oh my gosh, if we wanted to go out for the day and you knew you wanted to film, you were having to carry this like colossal backpack. Yeah. And I didn't want to carry it. You know, I didn't, if you had to go into a place and go to the bathroom and you wanted me to hold it, it was like, huge so yeah uh from my end selfish end was i wanted you to find the equipment that was also easily portable right and, and i'm not having to make sacrifices in what i want to get shots of or what i want to yeah do. you're not you're not saying oh man i only got crappy footage because i only brought this my phone. camera or my phone or whatever yeah. it was so we had to find a compromise on that the other thing that you guys may or may not know about Matthew is he is completely OCD about the way he packs things. So we had to find a way that um, he could pack all of his equipment and it was portable and it was still safe and like cushioned or protected. (laughs) Not getting squished. Yeah, not getting squished. (laughs) He hates squishing things. And so we had to think about the right bags and right, you know, uh, ways for him to transport. Oh yeah. There's, I mean, there's layers upon layers of things that have, that have been learned over the past really decade, but particularly the last four or five years in terms of how I want to be able to to move. And the other thing is when I pack too much, I, I never use it all. And it makes, it almost gets like, it almost becomes a, a, a barrier to, to creativity. You have this so much crap with you and you're just like get kind of tired thinking about the idea of unloading it and getting it all set yeah. up and then using and then it forgetting, and then having to putting it away and forgetting, forgetting pieces so i actually was thinking about it maybe in three different chunks right and you can maybe share what your thoughts are on each right so yeah. i thought one is about packing and choosing what equipment to bring Right? Yeah. For, for creating from the road. The second is generating ideas on the road. Yeah. Like, what do you do with those as you generate? Well, a lot of it is pretty fluid. Like you have a general idea going into what you're what you know, like, you know, I knew I was going to shoot some vlogs. I was going to edit some videos for this trip. Um, and I knew I wanted to do some podcasts. But as far as specific topics, it would be a range of topics, just like we always do. Um, and then as far as the videos go, it was like, well, I know we're going to these places. How can I break this up into episodes and, and maybe get, you know, four or five videos rather than one, uh, massive video. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then that's the second one that we can talk about. And then the third part is maybe knowing your gear. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to talk mostly about 
packing first, packing well, and preparing for uh, the trip? Well, yeah, yeah, kind of, but I guess, I guess, yeah, we can do it that or way. Or do you want to just talk about all three fluidly? I think so, all three okay. fluidly, because all they right. all kind of really work off of one another. The, the main thing with, like, I'll give you an example of one fail on this trip. So far, the trip's been pretty good. Okay. Like I said, we're... We're creating a podcast right now with two H1N Zooms. Not that any of you need to know that. Some of you who record, you 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 uh, you'll want to know it. They're very handy. They are fit in your pocket and basically throw a little microphone cover over it, get the settings right, and you're ready to go. You can do a podcast. It actually looks like we're holding like two kids' microphones. Yeah, yeah, but the, <laughs> but the sound is it, it's it's really good. Um, so, uh, but. Here's the, the, the fail of the podcast plan for this was that I brought all of the stuff I normally use back home, my recorder, our mics, stands. stands, all of that. And what I didn't realize was, number one, when we get to a place and get set up, we're going to want to do stuff in that place, you know, and we're going to want to move around and we're not just going to want to sit at the dining room table in our cabin or hotel making or, you know, making a podcast because we traveled all this way to go out and do stuff. So I really didn't have any business bringing the de- the, the, the tabletop stuff. The best way to do the podcast that I've seen so far is what we're doing right now. Take these two little simple recorders. And while we have a five hour drive, let's turn it on and start talking, you know? Yeah. That's, so that's that was error number one. But and it's, it's not- a good way to pass the time too while you're driving. Yeah. And it wasn't a huge error because it's only taken up a little bit of my bag room. Uh, but there, there again, if you pack everything you own, um, and especially as you get further in, down the process of creating stuff, you're going to own more and more and more stuff. And if you if you keep packing everything you own for every trip, well, now you're you're and if you're flying, forget it, you know. But even in this case, you're driving. You know, we're driving. Uh, you still you just got way too much crap, and it's like I said, it's a headache to have to sort through and figure out well, which which ones do I really want to use right now? And in the case of this trip that we're on. I know we're going to be doing a lot of hiking, right? So let's talk video for a second. Okay. I've got my new camera, my new Sony, which by the way, if you want to talk about learning your, your gear, I actually brought, I bought that some months ago. I can't remember how many months ago, but I haven't really, I'm not really proficient with it yet. I was a Canon user and I've switched. And so what I was really hoping in this trip was to actually use the trip as a way to force myself to start working with that camera. Although I still haven't shot anything with it yet so far. I was thinking Um, about that. But in bringing that, I know that we're going to be doing this, you know, some hard hikes and I'm probably not going to use that camera. Realistically, I'm not going to load it up on my gimbal and go carrying it around for three hours on a hike because number one, I, I, I do worry about breaking it. And I know there, if you watch those of you who, who follow any vloggers or YouTubers, they do some pretty, pretty incredible stuff with just what's on their back and they definitely use their DSLRs. So there's no rule against it. It's just not my preferred way of doing things, at least not at this point. Um, so what I know now about myself is the best thing that I can do if I want to do a video or a vlog while we're hiking is GoPro, my GoPro seven. It is stabilized. The sound's not awful. Um, and the video's fine. So, and it, it's in my pocket it's and I can put it in my hand and it's it's really a hardy thing if I dropped it on a hike no problem just pick it up and keep going that's my hiking vlog camera even my phone on a hike is my I, I do use it 
but even my phone can start to get a little cumbersome because I like to use the gimbal with it to keep it smooth. And now it's a bigger, it's a bigger object. So it's a little bit harder. So I think a big lesson uh, for me was learning what equipment to use in what situation. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. And we went, so we just, one of our first stops was in Boulder and we went on some crazy hikes right. in Boulder and we brought our dog Bodie. Bodie's with us in the car. And there were some points where we weren't quite sure once we had already made the descent, how we were going to get back up with her. And if you had had too much equipment on your back, there's no way we, it would have made it. would have just made it really, really hard. Right. Um, and right. it was already pretty hard. So, yeah, uh, you know, and I think as far as like, so I did bring most of my equipment, but the goal, my goal over the last two years has been to get equipment that I know I will use and to be able to fit that equipment mostly into one backpack. Now, I haven't achieved that goal yet. Um, I bought a drone a drone for this trip, which honestly, I've used that or tried to use it every day um, and gotten some really cool shots. It does fit in a backpack. Um, yeah, it's pretty compact. And so I get a little sling backpack. I throw that over my shoulder and then I take my GoPro and I'll have my camera in my pocket. I mean, my phone in my pocket, which, you know, is also handy. Um, and that's pretty much it. We go on these hikes and that's pretty much what I'm carrying. I'm not using anything else, uh, at least not at this point. Now, if we get in a situation where let's say it's a low light situation. Well, I know in low light, my phone camera and my GoPro aren't really going to be options because they just don't have a big enough sensor to be able to handle low light. You get, it might look okay on your phone for a second, but then when you put it on your computer screen and, you know, start seeing it in a bigger light uh, or on a bigger scale, you see all the grain and all the issues with that. So that's where your, your Sony, you know, in this case, Sony's known for their low light um, capabilities. I'm going to have to plan ahead and say, all right, do I really want to get shots in this situation? And if it's low light, I'm going to have to find a way to incorporate the Sony. And how do I want to do that? Do I need to take everything or do I just take the Sony and the gimbal? Do I need to take the Sony gimbal and mics? What do I do? It's all just dependent on what you're trying to accomplish and knowing what tool you have that will best accomplish it. That being said, I, I think that the best, you know, for those of you who are interested in making videos, be it for YouTube or what have you, probably the best thing to know is use whatever the best camera you have on you right now is. So if you're on a hike, you probably didn't carry your big, you know, cinema camera, um, what, or whatever your biggest camera is, but your phone. And the greatest thing about smartphones now is the, you know, footage on those things looks great. Assuming in, in most situations, but Use what you have available and don't load yourself down so much that you don't want to open the bag. I know that's what would happen to me sometimes. Like, I got so much crap in this bag right right now that when I open it up, a mess is going to be about, you know, so. Yeah, I agree with you. And then, you know, a story from the road that always cracks me up that I want to share is um, a couple summers ago, I had to go to Guam for work. And on the way back, that was our 15th anniversary. And so we decided to meet in Hawaii or to meet in Maui. So I would come back from Guam and you have to fly through Hawaii to get back to the States. So 
we decided that for our 15th anniversary, we'd go to Maui. I'd always wanted to go there and both of us wanted to go to the beach. So we did. Long story short, what did I get you for your for for our anniversary? You got me a GoPro 5. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> it was the newest GoPro that was out. And I thought, we're going to be doing a ton of snorkeling and being in the water. So I'm married to a <laughs> filmmaker. I should get him a GoPro. So I get you the GoPro. And I think this tacks on to the know your gear part, right? Oh, geez. So we go... Um, snorkeling in Honolulu Bay. Is Hol- that where Honolulu, Bay. Honolulu Bay. And all I wanted to get was a tort tor- uh yeah, tor- a giant turtle, turtle. sea turtle, sea right? Turtle, yeah. And they're huge in Maui. They're huge. So we go snorkeling in this little bay and Matthew swims his ass off chasing basically following this turtle swimming around the the cove. Yeah. And Turtles look like they're slow, but in the water, they are so fast. So you swim. I will never forget this. You are so excited. You follow this turtle all along the cove and you have your GoPro and you attached to my 180 degree snorkeling mass, which makes me look like a super big dork. And you had not really checked the angle of it. No. And so when we get back to look at the footage, you said, man, it's so awesome. I can't wait to see this turtle well, I swam swimming. directly above the turtle. I was looking at it like, I mean, it was from me to the end of, I could have touched it. Yeah. Actually, I did swam, touch it at one point. And I remember how tired you were because you swam all over that, that area. Well, we get back and we look at the footage and all we can see are your hands. Just, just swimming. That's it. And then we see in the corner of the of the the turtle's video, tail the turtles no maybe his like flipper something, or something yeah something just kind of fans through the bottom corner and you frame. must have had to pause it and rewind it like a bunch to show me see there he is there he is i'm not lying and i thought oh my yeah, gosh I somehow so, managed to get zero footage of the turtle that i swam above for at least 30 minutes yeah at least so and, yeah i think uh, i can't emphasize what you said enough of like you know, get to know your gear, practice it before you go. And I would add to it, if it is possible in situations, similar situations to what you're going to be in. So like in that case, I would have said you should have I should have gone. I mean, I should have gone to Gold's Gym, gone to the swimming pool. Yeah. And tested it out. Right. I mean, right. that's all I would have had to have done. Right. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it is definitely a live and learn thing. Um, yeah, we've had a lot of failures is why we thought this would be pretty interesting and i've and like i said even on this trip even with these mics um it it took me just at least one run of of doing a podcast in the car to realize what i did wrong the first time why i was hearing so much road noise and how to alleviate that problem yeah and we're hoping we can salvage that last uh we're hoping yeah we're hoping um okay so then as um going back to the packing part you have a backpack that you love right i do okay and what what it, Why do you love it so much? So oddly enough, they have all kinds. I mean, if you go and look for filmmaker backpacks online, those of you who are making videos, if you're a vlogger or whatever, again, the goal is to be able to create more with less. And so you're going to be looking for backpacks that will be able to just carry everything that you need all in one thing over your on your back, you know? Um, well, that's what I was looking for. And you're going to find thousands of options. Uh, but I, I came across one 
that it was the Amazon basics. I mean, literally, usually Amazon's recommendation stuff is not like bad, but it's usually not the best thing. And in this case, I got this bag and it has so many compartments for my lenses, for my... And it's adjustable compartments, right? Adjustable compartments with Velcro. And they do have other... So it's probably good for people if they have like podcast equipment too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and And this particular bag they have other bags like it don't get me wrong it's not the only bag of its kind there 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 are bunches of others that are like it but it made me realize that this style of bag and this was a very affordable version of it um i think it only cost me like 49 bucks yeah but, i think it was only like 50 bucks yeah but the 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 thing that it was it was, it was a flexible packing type bag where I can change the compartments size and be able to fit whatever it is. I'm and taking. there's big pads like it's very padded padded and, you know, um, just a just a really I, I, it was like I had gone through about four or five different bags. You had Manfrotto before that. So just for people to have yeah. reference, Manfrotto is a really good camera bag. Yeah. And you had a couple Manfrotto bags yeah, that were that I was less happy with. And that's not, not anything against Manfrotto. It was, just I found the bag that was right for me. Right. And again, this is all about curating and tailor fitting things to to what you know you are. Like I, I I have some vlogger, YouTuber people that I follow religiously and really, really love their work. They're so creative and they really are just like capable of taking this this equipment and making it look easy to go and travel and it's not an easy thing because you got to figure out what it is that you're realistically going to do. And I know for me so far at this point where I am, I'm creating videos, but it's still just kind of a pain in the ass for me to take my really good camera at all times. So I tend to use it for the right situation, the situations that I know it's going to be the most useful and I don't use it for everything. Um, and, and I think for whatever it is that you're doing, figure out what you know about yourself and about what your best equipment is and and the things that you know that you will realistically do because sometimes i'll take or this is really in the past what i would do i would take equipment and i would never take it out of the bag on the whole trip because it was like just such a headache to go like deal with it you know so um as far as packing goes Find the bag that you know you can carry the easiest and the most, you know, it's a balance between being able to carry your equipment in a, in a way that's going to keep it safe and in a way that you can keep it on your back and carry it from spot to spot without it being a huge lug along. You know? Yeah. And I'll add to that, too. You know, that little bag that you said you love about the drone to carry your drone. Yeah. In. Yeah. So it wasn't uh, even I meant found for that. that yeah. I found that bag at maybe Goodwill. So one yeah. thing I will say for those of you that are like thrift store shoppers or bargain hunters, yep. which Matthew and I always are, I always go to the backpack or bag section and look to see if they have any kind of film uh, bags. And I think I've bought you multiple bags from Salvation Army or Goodwill or whatever. You can sanitize those easy. And then, I mean, you get them for so, like, oh, so cheap. And, you and, know. and storage is typically really expensive. And another one you got me from Salvation Army, which actually the hard cover. It was a hard, hard suitcase mm-hmm. from probably the 60s. Yeah, they're Samson. They were like Samsonite or yeah, something. But like get creative <laughs> with it, too. I think is the other pieces. You might look at it as one thing, but it could serve a really good as a really good, you know, container for your 
equipment. Yeah, it's you just kind of you kind of have to just keep your eyes peeled, and especially in a place where you're going, like if you're trying to thrift shop, which is really, like I said, it's under it's underestimated how um, worthwhile that is. Because number one, if you find the right thing, that's great, and it's going to be super cheap. You know what I mean? And and uh, it just the, the the amount of money that you already spend on your equipment, it, it already is so much. I will say, don't skimp on like don't try to carry something valuable in a bag that's not going to actually protect it that's another thing that i have learned the hard way um i've gotten myself into a few situations thankfully i haven't broken broken anything but i've dropped stuff and it wasn't good okay so there's two other things that i kind of want you to talk about it's um like your daily habits that you've kind of established as we're on the road to help you manage um two things help you manage your footage that you're collecting Mm -hmm. um whether that's audio or video and then also how that helps you with generating ideas well like for this trip i have been using a combination of gopro my phone my iphone 11 pro and my drone and my sony um a7 III. so that's four different video sources right and then i have the audio uh, you know, like the podcast and stuff on these two things here. So that's now six different things that I'm, I'm recording something to. Right. So every morning when I wake up, the first thing I, you know, actually before I go to bed, I make a list of all the things that I need to offload. If I don't have time to offload it before I go to bed, I make a list on my phone. And then I wake up the next morning and I immediately offload all that stuff and organize it in folders on my main drive. Cause I, and then I back it up also. Yeah. But I don't want it all out all over the place. When you're on a three week trip and you're shooting all this footage and every if, day, if you yeah. don't organize it daily, um, you definitely will be either in for a huge job that you won't want to do or you're going to lose something. Yeah. And so um, I do that. And I, and I, you know, even with shooting feature films, they call it dailies. You go back to the dailies and you have to organize that footage and get it to where it needs to be. It's the same concept here. So that's, that, that's really one of the big things. But the other thing I do is I make a shot list of things that I know we're going to do that day. And I say, don't forget to get this shot. I don't care what other shots you're going to improvise while you're there. Cause that's, what's going to happen. Especially if you're a video shooter, you're going to see something cool that you didn't think about. And you're going to get caught in a rabbit hole of just catching these little shots. Ooh, I want to get this. I want to get that. And then you forget to get the one thing that you wanted. Now that's, I screwed something up yesterday, just yesterday with crazy horse. I had shot this slow motion pan of the entire mountain of crazy horse where you see the face popping off of it. And then I shot this kind of artsy fartsy one of the statue, which I still like. That oh, shot. you deleted the but wrong I, one? I, I, I shot the statue and it meets the, the mountain, but you, you're only seeing the mountain in sort of the background. So I made the mistake this morning when I offloaded everything, offloaded all the footage, but I was going through to try to delete some stuff so I wouldn't have so much to deal with. And I accidentally deleted. Can't you recover it? Oh, I I made the mistake twice. I deleted it to my trash can and then I went and emptied my trash can. Oh, so I deleted the one of the full mountain, the full plain view of the mountain. So in the video that we do now, you're going to see it. It's just you're not going to see it in the most plain, clear view that you can get. That's a small mistake, kind of. But it's the kind of thing that happens all the time. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it happens with more valuable footage. Uh, thankfully for me, I had enough for this particular video that it's not going to like ruin the video. 
but um i don't know if that's really what you were asking yeah that, i yeah. was asking about that because um i'm sure uh or not i'm sure i've noticed that on this trip it has been pleasant much more pleasant than previous ones because you seem to have a better idea for what you want to collect. Well, I know the I know the equipment I'm using a little better because the only thing that's super, the only things that are super new to me are the drone and my Sony. The Sony is what I'm least proficient in right now, and it's the most complex of the of the tools. Um, the drone is actually less complex than I thought, although I've I've made myself nervous a few times in flying it in spots, but but. Outside of that, I've learned the equipment pretty well to where not only do I know what situations to use it in, but I know how I want to use it to get the shots I want, you know, um, and I'm not doing a lot of audio right now. Uh, and for YouTube, honestly, for these types of videos, it's when I do stuff with my phone and with GoPro or whatever, I just use the on camera audio. I know that's not at all right. That's never recommended by any filmmaker. They usually cringe at the thought of that, but I've learned to kind of, again, I've learned my own little shortcuts where, you know, in Premiere and in, in the editing software that I use, I can tweak the sound on that to make it sound good enough for YouTube so that, because most people are going to be watching that on their phone or whatever, and it won't, it won't ruin it. If you throw it on a big screen and with real professional speakers, yeah, it's not going to sound great. Uh, probably won't look great either for that matter, but it, it, you know, I know I'm making a YouTube video. That, I guess that's another lesson, which is like, no how you intend to output this yes, product. Yes. I if you're, if, if you're trying to output a feature film on a big screen, well then you're going to have to not cut any corners. But if you know, you're just going to put it on YouTube and, and try to um, have a YouTube channel where people can view videos online or, you know, maybe on their computer or on their phone, then, you know, there are certain things that you can get by with that, that wouldn't necessarily apply to a movie. Oh, and another thing on daily habits, one simple one for me, you know, you go on these trips and the tendency, at least for me, is to be like, what brewery can we go hit <laughs> and I, or, you know, go to dinner and I'll eat too much, drink too much. And then I wake up the next day, I'm lethargic. I got a headache. And then all of a sudden my creativity just like goes yeah, through the plummets. floor. I just decide mm -hmm. I don't want to do anything because it just, it just makes me lethargic, you know? Right. So what I've made a conscious effort on, on this trip is, you know, maybe, yeah, I'm not going to deprive myself. We're on vacation, you know, I'm going to eat and I'm going to drink and I'm going to be merry, but, <laughs> but, um, but I, I, I don't, I've been really conscious of trying to stay active, not overindulge, try to eat healthy things here and there and don't drink too much alcohol because it just, like I said, I wanted to be able or to go consume too much food or, th or that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause too much food makes you tired too. Yeah. Um, we've kind of had an agreement on this trip that we, we've really been doing dinner every yeah. day. So lunch dinner where we will have a breakfast and then we'll eat probably a super late lunch, super early dinner and maybe have a snack, but it's helpful because you're not having that crash, yeah. that food crash. Well, and we have a little food crash, but we also kind of plan that into the day where we're like, all right, about four o'clock, we got to lay down and take a quick nap <laughs> and then we'll get up and go at it again for the evening. And we've pretty much done that every day. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had to even this week I'm working, so I've had to spend some time early in the morning getting up, checking email, taking Zoom calls, whatever. So we've had to, you know, really prioritize 
how we want to spend our time. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, on top of all of that, too, the other thing about being mindful about what you're consuming along the way, if you're trying to create while on the road, you do have to be mindful of those things. And the ben- one of the big benefits, I mean, we've been up. Granted, we gained an hour, but but about six o'clock every morning and we're out walking and, and starting the day and and it's, and it's a really good feeling. Honestly, it is. It Um, makes you enjoy your trip more. Yeah, I think so. You feel like you didn't waste any time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I think I've got my top three, Okay. so I can maybe share those and then you can add on to them or, you know, what, however you want to share your, your summarize your ideas too. But the first one of mine is about. Um, generating ideas while on the road. Uh, it's important for me to have a place to record my ideas. So kind I, of a common through line, you, you'll notice that our podcast re- like uh, constantly goes back to conversations that we've had before. But for me on this trip, I carried a journal with me and that journal was specifically for everything that comes up while we're on the road. So I use the journal beyond just generating new ideas. If I want to keep track of something, you know, a gas log, which we have that. If I want to keep track of every place we've been and ideas that I've heard of that I want to visit, you know, I'm I'm keeping, uh, I have a place where I record my ideas. I do best when I write it. Other people do better. Like your system is different. You might do an audio recording or. Yeah, I usually just like type it into. I have a note section on my phone that I type it into. That's usually what I do. Yeah. So that's my first one. Just have a place to record your ideas. And those might help us think about future podcast ideas that we might want to talk about. A vlog, a shot that I really want. I mean, I've even generated some book ideas for us about writing some books. So um, just have a place for that. The second thing that I'm going to say is about um, maybe scheduling on the road. Like when when you're on the road, I think it's really important to leave time for rest. Like um, uh, just where you don't feel pressure to have to create or work or exercise or anything. Like you're going to be most creative if you've given yourself enough time for rest. Right. So I would say leave time for rest some like daily and be willing to let go of something like um, whether that's okay. I'll give you an example. Yesterday when we were in um, South Dakota, I knew I wanted to see Mount Rushmore. I knew I wanted Matthew. You knew you wanted to see crazy horse. And there was one other thing we were going to do, which was drive needles highway. We were both so pooped after we, we went to the brewery and had lunch, our dinner, and we were ready to go back. Yeah. So I had to be okay to let go of that. Yeah. And it was great. We rearranged it. We did it this morning. And then I will say when we got back to the cabin last night, you had actually put it on your list, shot list to go do some drone shots on the wildlife loop. Yep. And we had a conversation. You said, do we really like, could I, could I get a drone shot somewhere else? Like, do we really need to get back in the car and go spend another hour of our evening last evening? And so you let that go. And I thought that was a really good, good choice to make. Well, and because I, I looked at the footage that I already had and I was like, you know, if I didn't have a drone right now, I wouldn't even be thinking about getting a drone shot. I'm just I have a drone sitting here. So I'm like, oh, what can I use it for? And I've got all this stuff I already could use. So why why do I need it for this one? You know, get it, get it for the next one. And, and sometimes those shots like come come along and you see it 
and you sort of have to ad lib or improvise it along the way and you go, oh, this is the right situation. This is I have the right tool. I can't pass this up. But in that scenario, it was like, I'm just trying to force this to use yeah. it because I want to use it. You know? Well, and then you might have gotten a good shot in replace of it because yeah, you I, said, I you know what? Yeah. I'll just do a drone shot from here. We don't yeah. need to get in the car. Let me try a different one. And it forced you. So, you know, sometimes it, it, it pushes you to be more creative with the situation that you're in versus making yourself go do extra work that right. while you're on vacation, you don't need to kill yourself to do that right okay and then the third one goes back to the packing and i'm going to say this from the perspective of the person that lives with the one that is going to carry all the gear and there's two questions that i often ask you of is um are you really going to use it like yeah. will you really use this specific tool or camera in this situation and it makes you sit there for a second and then you'll say yes or no to me and then if the answer is yes i always ask okay well what do you need that will help you use it like for the situations we already know what our itinerary is going to be like what do you need that will help you make use of that camera in these different situations right and that's how you determine the bags that you're going to use yeah 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 so that's your three. Those are my three. Okay. So mine, mine are pretty simple. Um, I, I really do like for me personally, it's been huge. The simple idea of watch what you're consuming. <laughs> don't, don't like, don't eat yourself to oblivion. Don't drink yourself to oblivion because you're going to wake up with a headache. You're not going to feel creative and you're not going to want to be able to put in the effort that it's going to take to get done what you want to get done. So that's number one, really. That's been huge for me so yeah. far. Let's see if I can keep it going. Okay. But number two, plan ahead to an extent. Like you're you're on the road, you can plan ahead and say you know you're going to go to these spots, and you can say you know you want to get certain shots or certain things done in those places. But then also, you have to have balance with that plan and to know that you're going to leave it open to be a mm -hmm. little bit unstructured because you're going to have to. And it's part of the fun of it, honestly, is to feel your way around those spots and find some little gym that that you didn't know was going to be there, you know. And, and mm -hmm. but if if you constantly are locked down on that plan, you can't get it. So so again, you got to have a general plan at the beginning, but that general plan should be pliable or flexible. Okay, so that's number two. Okay. Um, and then the last one really does come with the generating of ideas part. Um, alongside packing. I think packing and generating ideas actually go hand in hand when you're creating on the road. You pack what you know you will realistically use in that scenario. Now, I brought a lot of stuff, but I'm not taking all of that stuff with me on every hike or every outing we go on. So I pack what I know I'll realistically use. And then I think of ideas that would be good for that equipment. And I go, all right, I know how to, I know what, what looks cool with a GoPro. So I'm going to think of some shots that I can get with the GoPro that'll look yeah. cool in this scenario. Um, I know what I can do with my phone, right? I know what its limitations are. I know what its strengths are. So I need to find scenarios within this outing that will play to the strengths of that iPhone or whatever, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Like and it sounds to me like if you could look at connections between all of your ideas shared it's, it's a lot about being intentional about everything that yeah, you're yeah. doing. Like, a, you know, if you're if you're wanting to start creating these things 
as yeah, at the beginning of, 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 uh, starting to create you, people encourage you to just go out and shoot, go mm-hmm. out and shoot, yeah, just, just try yeah, it. Right. But now where you're at in, um, being a creative, you have to be a little bit more intentional about it or else you, those shoots turn into nothing. If, yes. you, if you do that, it turns into practice, which is not bad. There's nothing wrong with going out and practicing, but you're ultimately when you're just doing that, you're not going to end up turning that into much. Right. Um, unless you get, you know, you can, you get lucky sometimes, but it, it doesn't happen quite as well that way. Um, so yeah, having some intention behind it is always, always encouraged. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think that's good, good information to share for creating from the road. Um, we are almost to our destination yep. of Billings, Montana, and we're going to spend a couple nights there and hopefully get Bodie out of the car and get her, get, get some hiking under her paws. And then so pumped, we are going to Whitefish, Montana, and we're going to go on a hot air balloon hot ride. Hot air balloon ride. So stay tuned for seeing Matthew's vlog on that. But, yep. um, and I will, I will post links when the vlog's done. It'll take me a little longer to get the vlog done than it will the podcast, but I'll post them. Um, for those to of you all that the interested. gear that you have. Yeah. And to the end of the gear. So if anybody has questions, obviously if you, anybody who has questions about anything, email us. Um, if you have something that you want to ask for the podcast, that's always open as well. But, um, and FYI, we don't get kickbacks on any of this. No, like, no, we're no, not no. a sponsored podcast. No. We're just sharing with you what our experiences yeah, are. Yeah, that's, that's it. And, and, uh, we'll tune back in from the road somewhere. Yeah. Probably uh-huh. on our way through glacier national park i would say that's probably the next spot good long drive all right on the road again on the road again hasta la pasta adios